designs, red flower designs, silk and cotton. Jeremiah was taller than Tay by a good six inches, his high cheekbones and forehead displaying the traditional contours of the European vampire lines from which he had been sired. But it's all stupid affectation, Tay thought, her own sneer loud in her mind, but quiet on her tongue. Our beloved Archon is only what, a hundred and fifty years old? Two hundred at a push? The pale girl thought to herself. Archon Jeremiah was one of the youngest of the four Archons that controlled the metropolitan area of New York. He had gotten to his current rank by a mixture of unbelievable bad luck on the part of his own sire, the bad luck being that he was found bound to a concrete culvert as the sun came up, and to his ability to ingratiate himself with the other Archons, providing favors, money, or allies whenever they required. The problem with Archon Jeremiah, Tay saw, was that he was still a small fish in a big pond. He wore recreated dress suits some hundreds of years old, and carried replica rapiers and dueling pistols to ape the older Archons. He must want so desperately to fit in. Tay felt the side of her mouth twitch. Unfortunately for Tay, however, if Jeremiah was still a small fish, then she must be at the level of plankton in vampire society and the humans that they shepherded as unknown and uncountable as the drops of water they swam in. How dare you! Jeremiah's voice spat, just a second before his long-fingered hand delivered another ringing slap, this time on the other side of her face where her smile had almost been. Tay felt her eyes burning, but whether with tears or in anger, she couldn't tell. The slap itself didn't really hurt. All vampires, even the youngest fifty-year-old neonates such as her, had a re-knit skin, tendon, and bone structure that made them tough by normal mortal standards. Did you think that I wouldn't find out? Jeremiah said. Tay opened her mouth to speak, about to shake her head. But she knew that it was no use. The Archon's word was final, and he had no intention of listening to a mere neonate's protestations. Word was brought to me that you have not been performing your duties for the good of the city, that there are insurgents operating in your neighborhood. What? Tay started to protest. This was the first that she had ever heard that particular accusation. And, when I call upon all of my neonates to participate in a call of their areas of the city, and to deliver the criminal goods found, why do you refuse? Tay's hands clenched as she remembered what had happened. The calls of the mortal inhabitants of the cities were being called with more and more frequency across the city. They were always a messy, brutal affair. As the neonates and their human servitors went door to door, apartment to apartment, block by block, to search for signs of the insurgent human rebels and their sacrilegious, criminal artifacts. Those found with rebellious tracts and manuscripts, or with secret idols or weapons capable of killing a vampire, were taken for further questioning before being culled. Usually, in order to make up the numbers needed for the reports, men and women who only had the most spurious connection to the vigilante insurgents that had seeded themselves into the city over the last decade were taken in for questioning. A mother who had a rebellious son, or a schoolteacher who had once taught a pupil who, years later, was caught in an insurgent cell. On this latest call, Tabitha had opted to disappear for the night of bloodletting, screams, and terror. The Archon's servitors had found her in a small basement blood bar, 
where pale-skinned, ghoulish humans talked and smoked and listened to dreamy, fatalistic music. It wasn't the first time that Tabitha had missed a call, but it appeared that it was today that the Archon had decided to make an example out of her. If you have no stomach for the cleanup in your neighborhood, then I would suggest that you spend a few months finding out what life is like for those who have no neighborhood. You will be outcast from your brood and our circle. No other elder will shelter you, nor will they provide you with food, Jeremiah said with a savage smile. You shall have no rights to the blood banks, and you shall have no standing in elder society. You will be feral for a period of my choosing. And if you are alive at the end of it, then we shall see if you have reconsidered your duties and responsibilities to your city. Feral. Even the word made Tabitha shudder. Aside from outright...